Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. And he doesn't want you to fall asleep while I'm preaching, so you have to hear me, right? It's a historic day. Jane got baptized. Most of you are baptized. Maybe all of you are baptized. And I get to be a part of what you are celebrating here at St. James, 150 years, and I'm wondering about the thousands and thousands of baptisms that have happened in this place, the same way, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How many people have gathered in these pews? The saints who have gone before us, who fought the good fight, who finished the race, who kept the faith. And what about those who will come after us? I am amazed at the beauty of this sanctuary. And I've been looking at the windows. Maybe you take them for granted. Please don't take them for granted. The stories of salvation that they tell, the resurrection story, the crucifixion, the saints, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, the birth stories, and it's all our story. The story of salvation, just like the story of this congregation. Now, I have to tell you, there's about 204 other congregations in the Northern Illinois District that I'm responsible for. But you, I think, have the most beautiful sanctuary. Don't tell them that I told you that, or I'll lose my job. But it absolutely tells a story. Not only do you have a beautiful sanctuary, but I know that in this place, God's truth, God's word, God's salvation is clearly and faithfully proclaimed. I need to tell you, that is a gift for you. It is a gift for your community. And I am here because you are connected to other churches. Our text. Jesus said, whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will be with dishonest with much. If you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, how can you be trusted with true riches? Sky Jathani is an evangelical preacher and writer. He tells a story about how he and his father were in India, in Calcutta, among the poorest of the poor. They're standing on a street corner when a little boy who didn't scurry up on his feet but scurried up on his knees, you see, his legs, bottom of his legs and feet were deformed. He couldn't walk on them, and so his knees were calloused. This little boy scurries up to the two of them, and the little boy figures out that the older guy's got more money than the younger guy. And so he goes to the older guy and says, One rupee. Give me one rupee. The older gentleman smiles at him, and he says, five. Five rupee. 
Because he was smiling and because five rupees is an awful lot, the little boy got a scowl on his face and turned around and started cursing at him. He thought he was making fun of him. He begins to scurry away, but he hears the older gentleman wrestle in his pocket. There were rupees there. And so the little boy turns around and looks at him, and there he notices that five rupee was in the hand of the older gentleman. For you. The little boy takes them, turns around, begins on his knees to move away, and then turns back, scurries to the older gentleman, and hugs his feet, and kisses his feet. So generous. One rupee or five? Do you ask for enough or just a little? And just how generous is God? Is God cheap or God generous? Well, you know, the gospel is God's generosity for undeserving people. And that's what we give thanks for an anniversary. God has been generous to this congregation through the ups and downs of the past. He's blessed you with a school ministry and a vibrant community of believers in this place. God's not cheap. He's generous for you. He hasn't given you or me what we deserve. He laid all that on Jesus so that you may have true riches, eternal riches, an eternal home. There's more than the temporary. There's the eternal. In every congregation, when you celebrate an anniversary, it's really about the eternal. It's about the saints going home to heaven. It's about you dying in Christ and going to heaven. But it's also about the other blessings you have. A beautiful building. Hey, thanks for taking care of your building. Don't you think the people in your community are saying, boy, they must really be invested in that building and their ministry because they're taking care of it. They may not walk in these doors yet, but your banner and the scaffolding are telling a story. And I know some of you are making that happen. Good job, St. James. Good job. And then this story that Pastor read, it's kind of one of the stranger ones that Jesus tells. And over the past week, I've been talking to other pastors, and everybody's kind of figuring, how do you get your head around that text? Because the guy's dishonest, right? So the guy's dishonest, his boss figures out he's dishonest, he gets caught. And the guy said, now what should I do? So he goes to people who owes the boss money, and he says, I tell you what, I'm cutting your bill in half. I'm showing mercy. Then he goes to another guy. And you know why he does it? Because he says, you know what? I can't dig ditches, and I'm too proud to beg. He's being shrewd. Or the word can also be translated prudent. And so at the end of this kind of parable, you got the boss saying, you know what? You may be dishonest, but you're shrewd. 
you're trying to figure out your future. And he gives him, well, this is what he says. The, the manager commended the dishonest manager because he acted shrewdly. Then listen to this. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than the people of light, the sons of light. You and I are the sons and daughters of the light, and Jesus is that light. And he says, you know what, if you want to learn something about being smart or shrewd, learn it from people who just have worldly wealth. That they try to be smart with it, but that's all they have. You might have worldly wealth, or maybe you don't have much, but you are sons and daughters of the light, and the darkness does not overcome the light. You've got temporary stuff, and you've got eternal stuff. Be smart. Be smart with the eternal gifts that you have been given through your Lord Jesus Christ. In his body, he bore your sins. He hung on the cross and he took your shame and your failures. Mine too. He laid in the grave. He rose again. And you were baptized. You have eternal treasures. You might be going through a really difficult time right now. I am here to remind you that you have eternal treasures and that God has chosen you as his own. Your family might be a mess right now or your career might be struggling right now. You have eternal treasures. Use them wisely. Leverage material wealth for spiritual purposes. Verse 9. I tell you the truth, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed in eternal dwellings. Leverage your gifts that you've been given, your time, your ability, your talent, your treasures. Use that stuff to build relationships with eternity in mind. The people that built this building had eternity in mind. The men and women who organized this congregation and kept her going for all these years had eternity in mind, and now it's your turn. The world may be crumbling, Washington and Springfield may be out of control, but you have an eternal dwelling. You are bringing hope to people who don't know their hope, and you are bringing Jesus to people who aren't sure who he is and what he's all about. And that is your gift as well. Verse 10. Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. When I have very little, unless it's problems, usually I complain. Be grateful for the little you have. Because it's a gift. And then be grateful for the much you have. Because that's a gift. If you can be faithful with the little things, you can be faithful with the much. And I truly believe in this passage that the must is the kingdom of God. The much is the kingdom of God. That God's not going to run out. That God's not cheap. That every one of your sins has been paid for. That your shame is gone. That's your much. And you know what? After you receive that much, it overflows. I love how you do donuts out on the front steps. I 
I'm thinking that people driving by are saying, you know what, they must have much, and it's not just what happens in here, it's what's happening out there in your community. By the way, St. James, part of your much is your faithful pastor. I meet a lot of pastors. You got a good one. That's part of your much. And I'm here to tell you today that St. James, you have been gifted to be a blessing to other congregations as well. He who is faithful little will be faithful in much. He who is dishonest with very little will be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true treasures? Be wise with every gift you've been given. Rejoice that you have much. Because when you celebrate the much, you have joy. So Matthew is a pastor down the street on the south side of Chicago, Resurrection Church. Resurrection lost their longtime pastor. He retired, and they said, Hey, boss, could you get us a vicar, an intern? And none were available. But the seminary said, Hey, we got this guy who did his internship in Baltimore, and he wants to serve in the inner city. And so I got on my cell phone. I called the chairman of the congregation. Hey, we got this guy who wants to serve in the inner city. And he says, Do you know what our community is like? He wants to serve in the inner city. After many, many meetings and many, many hours, Matthew is serving at Resurrection of the South Side of Chicago, partly because you support the church at large. He's there because of you. So about a month and a half ago, I called Matthew up because he's a white guy in the midst of a totally African-American congregation. He's got some challenges ahead of him. And uh, he loves it there, though. And I think he told me, almost everybody loves me too, President Buss. So he was telling me, he says, we got BBS going this week. I says, really, Matthew? Tell me about it. He talked a little bit about what they were doing. And he says, you know what? We got nine kids in vacation Bible school. And my mind went to, you know what? I want hundreds and hundreds in VBS. But this guy was so excited about those nine kids that were in VBS, I was kind of ashamed of myself. He was faithful little, will be faithful in much, right? And he says, you know what, President Buss, three more are coming tonight. That'll be 12. And all of a sudden, his joy became my joy. And all of a sudden, I'm rejoicing over those 12 kids that are going to be VBS. So I, at the end of the week, we talked again. He says, you know what? We had 18 kids registered for vacation Bible school, and next year it's going to be bigger and better. My friends, he who is faithful little will be faithful in much. His celebration is your celebration. And I challenge you to look at the places where you have little, maybe not enough, and say, let's be thankful for the little, and let's rejoice on the much that God provides. 
So last, so I, I come from, how many of you know where Belvedere, Illinois is? How many know where Belvedere is? So this morning we got up really, really early to come down here. It's been a wonderful morning. Thank you for the privilege, Pastor. And uh, last time I was here was last summer. We were visiting all the urban congregations. And we got here, and no offense, but there wasn't a place to park around here. Now, in Belvedere, we don't have to worry about parking places. They're all over the place. This was during the week. School was going on. And so when he invited me, I said, do I have to leave at 5 a.m. to find a parking place? Well, this morning it wasn't as bad, at least when we got here. And uh, we had a little time. We walked down to the um, Walgreens store and got some supplies. And I said, it was pretty quiet. I said to the cashier, I said, is is it always this quiet down here? And she says, oh, you should have been here last night. It was really going. He was faithful little, will be faithful in much. For your partnership, I thank you. For treasuring the eternal gifts, I thank you. For investing in the next generation, I thank you. Because just like the people who organized this congregation and just like the people who built this building did something, now you get to do something. And hopefully someday somebody will be commending the people in 2019 who not only took care of the building but built a ministry that connected people to Jesus for an eternal home. I got a friend named Tom. He probably made in two years what I'll make in my whole life. Successful businessman. One Saturday, he was at a very difficult meeting, and he left frustrated and angry. The next morning, he went to church, sent an email, and he said, I can't tell you how much I treasured hearing the gospel proclaimed by my pastor. But he said, what really made a difference is when I came to communion. I received the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of my sins. This is what he said. As I did, I wept. I wept. He is faithful in little and faithful in much. St. James, be faithful in little, be faithful in much. And I may not know your name, but Jesus says be faithful with the little and be faithful with the much. I'm almost done. I told pastor that my former congregation put a big clock in the back, and it was for me. It had a countdown how much time I received. No clock here, though. And I heard he preaches really good sermons, and they're all really short. So he'll be back in a few weeks, right? But I want to end with this. There was a little boy who was being raised by his dad. His mom died. His dad was his mom and dad to him. They grew up in an urban area much like yours. And Dad made a promise that the next day they were going to go to the country and have a picnic. So that day they prepared for the picnic. They packed what they could in the car. They made the sandwiches, put it in the refrigerator, got everything done. And and Dad tucks his son in bed and he prays with him. 
He says, I'll see you in the morning. Tomorrow we're going on a picnic. And that little boy had never been on a picnic before. He was excited. Tucks him in bed. Dad does a few more things, goes to bed. But that little boy, his heart starts pounding. He had never been to the country. He had never been on a picnic before. And after a while, it just took over him. He jumps out of bed. He flings open the door. He runs down the hall. You can just hear his feet, can't you? He runs into his dad's room, opening the door, and stands by his dad's bed. His dad's still kind of awake. What do you need? Daddy, daddy. I'm excited about tomorrow. Okay, me too. It's going to be a great day. Walks him down the hall, puts him back to bed. A few more minutes. Dad's sleeping. The little boy, his mind is still imagining what's going to happen tomorrow. Can't hold himself anymore. Hops out of bed, flings open the door. You can hear him running down the hall again, can't you? Opens the door. Dad's sleeping. He wakes him up. Daddy, Daddy. What? I'm excited about tomorrow. This time, Dad is a little less happy. One more time, he walks him down the hall, puts him to bed. He says, now, we have a big day tomorrow. You stay in bed. I'm tired. We'll have a better day tomorrow if we all get some sleep. Goes back to bed. You know where this train is headed. The little boy's imagining and dreaming. He can't contain himself. One last time, he jumps out of bed, runs down the hall, flings open. Dad hears him as he's running down the hall, and Dad's, in theological terms, ticked. There's this little boy, and he's thinking about how he's going to yell at him. Get back to bed. Daddy, Daddy, what? Daddy, thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for tomorrow. So we look back and say, thanks for all that's been. St. James, we thank God for everything that's been. The good, the bad, and the ugly, but mostly the good. We thank God for today, whether it's Jane's baptism or you remembering your baptism. St. James, please remember this. Thank God for tomorrow. Thank God for eternity. Thank God for tomorrow. Thank God for eternity. It's all yours in Jesus. That's your much. And let it overflow into the future. God bless you for Jesus' sake. Amen.